Voice Talks presented by Google Assistant is happening each month. You'll hear from industry experts, voice-first influencers, and platform creators each month for a deep dive into our rapidly evolving voice industry. Plus, get your questions answered and a chance to win prizes. Hosted by Sophia Altuna, one of Google Assistant's top industry experts and a leader on the Global Product Partnerships team, we encourage you to register for this free event and join us at voicesummit.ai slash talks. That's voicesummit.ai slash talks. We can't wait to see you there. Caitlin Brooksby is the executive director of PR and communications at Canary Speech. She talks about why Canary Speech was named one of the most promising NLP startups of 2019, why they believe patents are important in voice, how her clients have seen results in using their company, why she feels sponsorship is important for brands, and why she chose to sponsor Voice Summit and the success it's brought her company because of it. Hi, Inside Voice podcast listeners. Today, my guest is Caitlin Brooksby. She is the Executive Director of PR and Communications at Canary Speech. Welcome, Caitlin. Thanks for being here. Hey, for having me. So Canary Speech was named one of the most promising NLP startups of 2019. And the company describes itself as being at the intersection of healthcare and technology. Can you tell us a little bit more about what Canary Speech does and why it is seen as one of the most promising NLP startups? That's a great question. You know, when I think about that, it really takes me back to our origin story, right? How do we start? So five years ago, our founders, Jeff Adams and Henry O'Connell, they had been friends for over nearly three decades, honestly. And, you know, they had lived their careers and they got together and what they wanted to do was set out a new standard in the speech and language industry. They were poised to do it, right? Both Jeff and Henry, they had the career, they had the experience and honestly had the excitement to do it. And it really boiled down to this one question. And why I like to mention this is because, you know, when we talk about speech and language industry, it really can get techie. It can get really deep, which is exciting. And and that's fun. But what we started, what Canary Speech started with was this question is, how can we as, as humans understand the raw emotion in the words that someone speaks? You know, when you're talking to your sister or your best friend, and you ask how they're doing, they say, no, I'm good. But you know, you know, there's something different, right? It's something's off. And how can we do that as humans? And how can we use, and what we've done is use machine guided machine learning and AI to really understand and identify disease and human conditions. And so that really is us. So now today we're six patents later, both US and international and we've just we've taken this to a whole new level of redefining speech and language in the healthcare industry. And so when we talk about healthcare and tech, meaning that, you know, the intersection there, that, that's really what we're doing is we're setting out to utilize speech and language in the healthcare industry and bringing it just that step further. That's what we're all about. You know, that's exciting because it does take voice to another level. Like you said, you're not only hearing the words, but you're understanding you know, the emotion behind what's being said, and especially in the healthcare space, that's really important. How are you able to do that? I mean, if you can talk about that a little bit, is there a lot of testing or research they're able to kind of use to understand the emotion in someone's voice? Yeah. So really, I like to break it down in three areas. Okay. So what we've done is we've identified 2,458 
biomarkers in speech. Okay, what is a biomarker? What we're talking about here is like tonal quality, these aspects of speech that are below level of human art. It's what our body creates. And so we've identified these biomarkers and then we develop models that are disease specific. So they're not person specific, right? We don't take a rich history of somebody's entire healthcare data and you know compare it. But really what we're doing is a disease specific model that can be used mass and really be scaled and just be utilized in the healthcare industry. And then we use these models as our predictive speech data. So when we started out in canary speech five years ago, we really were focused on the pharma industry. We were in FDA and IRB clinical studies and drug trials. So this was a very controlled environment, right? And we did this because we wanted to be able to prove our technology and, and to get it finessed, right? We wanted to be able to really tune it in for the broader market or the commercialization of it. And so we really spent a solid three years of just focusing on these controlled studies with really amazing companies who wanted to you know, get their drug to market or just simply to help with a specific disease. And so that was really exciting to be a part of that. And then we really moved into studies where we, from the 100 group, right, that we're testing to really like in the thousands. And just last month, we were able to reach a project that had over 10,000 people participate. And that was just exciting. We, Mary Speech, just kind of give a little background, like how is this, we talk about this big area of, of the science. But what we realized really early on was that we needed the tool sets to go into a study or go into a project. So what we do is we capture conversational speech on a person's smart device. So we use iPhones and iPads and Androids. We use these devices to capture speech. We also, you know, when we talk about the intersection of healthcare and technology, what's really exciting is we decided again early on that we needed to create that bridge. What we were doing in the healthcare industry was connected to what we were going to bring. So what we do is we include the gold standard questionnaire, such as the GAD7 or the PANIS, which is used to, when you go to your doctor, if you're dealing with stress or anxiety or depression, you're, you're given typically this piece of paper that you're asked to fill out, you know, with a pen and paper and you rate yourself on how you're feeling today or, or you know, depending on the test, how you're feeling two weeks ago. And that's what your, your physician uses to consult with you on how to treat the symptoms that you're dealing with. When you work with your physician that, you know, say you could just read 30 seconds of a prompt into your cell phone or into the doctor's iPad and a score would be created from that based on your stress and your anxiety and your, and, you know, we're there, which for us is really exciting. As a company, we've made these strides that that's exciting, that's scalable, that's non-invasive and really a tool that your physician can use and you can use. These tests don't have to be administrated within the hospital space or can be administrated with you like in your family room. And that's a place where it's comfortable. And you know, we think about what's gone on over the last three, four, five months with COVID-19. It really brings telehealth to center stage. It's funny, I was 
seven or eight years ago, I was on one of the committees to bring telehealth to Intermountain Healthcare. When I worked at Intermountain Healthcare nearly 10 years ago, I started my career there. And to see where it is now, and I'm embarrassed to say, but I used telehealth for the very first time three months ago. I got a cold of some sort. And I mean, I knew it wasn't COVID-19, but I knew I needed some kind of probably a pack or something. And I was able to use telehealth on my phone. And I think that's really going to become the norm. So yeah, that's a little bit about our approach and kind of how I see it, how we see it playing into healthcare. I agree. I mean, we've definitely been using telehealth much more than we have over time. And I, like I said, I love that you all are kind of focusing on this emotional piece. You had mentioned mm-hmm. earlier that your company also has multiple patents. Can you share with us what they are and why was it important for the company to have patents? And do you think that's something other voice technology companies should be doing? For sure. So we definitely pride ourselves in our patent portfolio it was kind of a non-negotiable for Henry and for Jeff. They knew that they wanted to advance speech and language. And in order to do that, you know, we had to prove that our technology was novel. And it's really exciting because just two weeks ago, we had our sixth patent in the EU. And so total, right? So our sixth patent is for the EU. And we were awarded 100% of our claims, which is, you know, it's not done a lot. We were in a meeting with one of our clients, actually a client that I met last July at Voice Show with you guys. And they asked her, she's a patent lawyer, they asked her, so what do you think about these patents? And she kind of leaned back in her chair, looked around, she said, they're rock solid. You know, and that was exciting. That was exciting for me and for our CEO. So I'll break it down. Really, they're in kind of three strategic areas, our patents. The first one is that selection of the 2400 biomarkers. So, and that patent is called, it's selecting speech features for building models for detecting medical conditions. And so that patent is, you know, the strategy behind it is how we go about these biomarkers and using them within our guided machine learning and AI. And then the second is the patent title is medical assessment based on voice. And so there's really two strategies around this patent in particular. The first is we use these selected biomarkers to identify disease on conversational speech, right? We're not, so you have to read this verbatim prompt that's awkward and I don't know, just not natural, right? We're saying, hey, we want to use our technology on conversational speech, something that you and I are doing right now. And then the third kind of strategy area is the use of this conversational speech on smart devices. And so we've patented utilizing these techniques together on smart devices. And so whether that be, you know, your watch or your phone, right, in an app, that's really what our strategies are around our patents. And do you think that's something that other companies should be considering as well? Yeah, you know, I think from my understanding, when I've spoken with Jeff and Henry, a lot of times, which is amazing, but a lot of these patents have been created and spun off out of universities because, and which, you know, is amendable and amazing because it's really those who are in it for researching, they've been able to patent it. But I think we've been able to go further by our own patent. So yes, I think it's something that, you know, if you're not pursuing right now, you should, you know, get a good patent lawyer and really think about, get creative on how you can 
create this novel proprietary technology for yourself because it's something to be proud of, really. Yeah. And you were talking a little bit about some of the work you all have done, but can you share with us maybe some case studies or results your clients have had from working with you? Yeah. So it was one of our earliest projects. We were analyzing call center data, but we had millions of audio. It was a very large customer and we used a double blind study and it was out of it, we were able to have a 96% accuracy rate for identifying Alzheimer's. So that was a really exciting project. And then most recently, we have been really focusing on, you know, that stress, depression, anxiety, tiredness, that area, right? And in fact, many of our studies are coming out that we are aligning the voice and our analysis is aligning better with the doctor's prognosis. And so we're in the 90% for that as well. And so we have just had really exciting results of voice being a great option for, you know, a scalable, non-invasive option for detecting disease. So exciting. 96%. I mean, being able to do that with that Alzheimer's one is, is pretty impressive. Now, you're in charge of the PR and communications for this voice technology company, What are you looking for when it comes to places or ways to market the brand and get new clients? Yeah. So I've been having a lot of fun. I've even moved into this dev a bit this last six months. And I really, it comes down to the people. Like, how can we meet people who are excited about voice technology? And that's why I love attending events that bring voice enthusiasts together, right? Because we're able to bond instantly <laughs> on this tech, this voice tech, because we understand what voice technology can do to current technologies, to current industries. And so I'm always looking right now because that is a tight-knit community. So that's somewhere that I look to is where are people that are interested in voice, you know, where are they going? Now, you were a sponsor of Voice Summit last year. Can you tell us what that was like for you and in what ways Voice Summit and the voice community has helped Canary engage? Yeah. So that was actually my first event attended for Canary speech. So I didn't really know what to expect in the voice industry. You know, I come from healthcare and startups, but I didn't know what to expect. And when we got there, we did a kiosk and and Henry, our CEO, he did a few keynotes and podcasts there. I was just honestly floored with how many people up and just so excited. And they generally wanted to know what Canary Speech was doing. And in turn, I wanted to know what they were doing. I mean, I must have made 30 like real connections that I still talk to on a, you know, on quarterly basis. And from that, we were able to have two current clients that I've been able to manage and maintain. And we have such great relationships. I just love that the event was created so that we could connect as people. We could connect as voice uh, enthusiasts and really come together and find out what we're doing and how we can help each other. And so that's what it boiled down to for me. Can you talk a little bit more about what specifically has been the impact on your business and market awareness from being a sponsor at Voice Summit? So... We have two current clients that come out of that, both in the clinical setting. We are pursuing projects with them and they are both national and international. 
So one of the clients that I met at the Voice Summit last year is taking us to a country that we have not yet been. It's China. So we are going to be moving our technology into Mandarin in this coming month. And so how exciting is that? Like it's moved us forward. And yeah, that's some of the examples of the people I met there. And are you planning to participate at our Voice Global event in June and our Voice 2020 Summit this fall? Oh yeah, I wouldn't miss it because this June, we're going to be talking about how we expanded into Ireland. We used Ireland as a way to enter the EU. And so we're definitely going to be attending this June. And in the fall, yeah, we're going to be there. I think it's really the best event that you could attend if you're in the voice industry because people who come are interested in voice tech and in advancing voice for everyone. Well, thank you. We definitely appreciate that. And I'm curious, why do you think sponsorship is important for brands to do in general? You have to be picky about where you put your money or where you sponsor, right? But once I think sponsorship is important because besides being able to have your logo up or be part of it, but I feel especially partnering with organizations like yours, you're able to become part of that strategy of creating the environment for the attendees. I did events for five years for a hospital system. And it's really important on the environment that you create for your attendees. And as a sponsor, you say, you kind of put your name on it saying, Hey, you know, we care about this and we care about your experience. And so I think it's really important to, you're going to be really participating that by becoming a sponsor, you're able to get the full effect for both you and your potential clients. Now, you were saying earlier, you kind of were in the healthcare space for a while. And now you're specifically in voice tech within healthcare. Why do you personally love the voice tech space now that you've kind of been in it for a while? Wow. I mean, I think it really boils down to like three areas. It's the technology, it's the opportunity, and it's the people. So to see what voice tech can do for industries has been, it's just been inspiring. To see then that opportunity to be played out in real life is exciting. And then the people that I've met are passionate, but they're not just passionate. They are extremely intelligent. And I just love rubbing shoulders with these people. It's exciting to come to work every day. I love that. Where can people learn more about Canary Speech if they have questions or they want to connect with you? Well, connect with me on LinkedIn, Caitlin Brooksby. You can also follow us on LinkedIn, Canary Speech. And our website is canaryspeech.com. So yeah, reach out to us. If you have any questions, if you just want to connect, I'd love to connect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Caitlin, for sharing your insight. I'm so excited about what your company is doing. Congratulations on all those patents. And uh, we appreciate you being a sponsor of Voice Summit and look forward to seeing you at our events again soon. Well, I'm so excited, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Inside Voice podcast. We greatly appreciate you being a part of our community. And if you enjoyed this episode or you like the podcast, we would love it if you would subscribe, follow, like, share, leave a review of the show. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, people you want to see on the show, things you want to learn, feel free to send us an email at kerry at modev.com. That's K-E-R-I at modev.com. And be sure to check us out online at voicesummit.ai. Thank you. And we look forward to chatting with you next week.